Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Strange Phenomena, the music of Kate Bush. I am Cecily, and this week we're talking about the second collaboration from the sensual world era. So we're talking about that era between Hounds of Love and also a little bit after Sensual World and before Red Shoes. And we're talking about a collaboration that our lovely Kate did with the frontman for a major 80s rock group. This week, we're talking about Sister and Brother, a track from Midjour's second solo album, Answers to Nothing. everybody to another episode of the show. As always, I'm Cecily and really, really excited about this week's song. So I, I've got some got some really cool stuff about this week's song. And of the three collaborations that Kate did in this era, this is my favorite one of the three that we're going to be talking about. So last week, we talked about her appearing on a song by a pop duo called Go West. And this week, she we're talking about a song she did for a solo album for a singer called Midge Your. So Okay, so who is Major? So for those who are not familiar, I know him because he was the lead singer of a group called Ultravox. And through the pandemic, I've gotten more into their music. They were always a band whose name cropped up a lot. And certainly when I listened to flashback alternatives on a regular basis, um, I used to hear quite a bit of their music. Like I heard a lot of the bigger hits that some of you guys might be familiar with. Um, and some of them, sometimes I heard deeper cuts. And I also did get to hear some of the lead singer's solo work as well. And through the pandemic, I've been getting more into Ultravox's music. 
Um, for example, my first foray with them uh, was the album Vienna, which has, of course, the title track was a huge hit in the UK. Um, I believe it was voted the in the UK was voted the num- the most popular number two hit because it was stuck behind a novelty song for that time. So anyway, we'll get to Fangirl about a little bit about Ultravox in a little bit later, because also that connects to our lovely Kate Bush. There's a really cool story with the song, too, that I'm also really, really excited to share with you guys. So first things first, who is Midjor? So for those of you who might not be familiar, yes, he was also, he was the lead singer of Ultravox. That's how I know him. <laughs> but before that, Midjor, his real name is James Yor, OBE, born October 10th, 1953. He is a Scottish musician, singer, songwriter, and producer. His stage name, Midge, is a phonetic reversal of the diminutive form of his actual name, Jim. Jim to Midge makes sense. Um, Yor enjoyed particular success in the 70s and 80s. He was in bands like Slick, Thin Lizzy, Rich Kids, Visage, and of course, as Ultravox. Um, He co-wrote a very popular charity single that is still heard to this day called Do They Know It's Christmas, which has sold 3.7 million copies in the UK. And to date, it is the second highest selling single in UK chart history. Not sure about the US, but I'm sure it's probably something pretty similar. I mean, this is a song you still hear on the radio when it comes time, at least in the US. Um, typically around Thanksgiving time, so late November. All of the radios, a lot of the radio stations switch to playing nothing but Christmas music. And then it sometimes it goes through to New Year's. Sometimes it stops on midnight on December 26th. It, it really depends on the market. But you still hear Do They Know It's Christmas. But Midjor was, had a hand in co-writing and uh, producing that song. Um, speaking of charity events, so he also co-organized Band-Aid, Live Aid, and Live 8 with Bob Geldof. And so he had a part in that, like, yeah, Live Aid. I mean, that's that was one of the biggest events of the 1980s. And interestingly enough, one of my favorite versions of, some of my favorite versions of some of Ultravox's biggest hits were done for Live Aid, and you can find the video footage on YouTube and and all that. Um, So yeah, he's had his hand in in a lot of charities. Uh, Oh, speaking of which, he also acts as the trustee for the charity and also serves as an ambassador for Save the Children. So he's involved. uh, He's a philanthropist. He's a musician involved in a lot of those things. And we've kind of talked about like some of like the charities, the charity events that even Kate Bush has appeared for. And, you know, those were really big in the 80s. So and Midjor had a hand in doing a lot of that. Um, when he is not being a charitable, he is the producer. He was the producer and writer of several other synth pop new wave hit singles of the 1980s, including Fade to Grey by Visage, which you can hear here. And 
then of course the Ultravox signature songs Vienna, which like, oh my God, that is still my jam. And also I dare you for Vienna to not sing along with the chorus because I always have to like do the big gestures. Anyway, here we go. Vienna. And Dancing with Tears in My Eyes, that was another one. that um, Ultravox were never huge over in the United States. Um, their only chart hit on Billboard on the Billboard Hot 100, and it was in the about like 56, I think it hit, was Reap the Wild Wind, which is another good song. In fact, you can hear it here. So that's his. That was his music with Ultravox, and they were pretty active from the early '80s. So probably about like 1979 to about like '85, '86 ish. Um, interesting. Also with Ultravox, Midjor was the second lead singer. There was a guy named John Fox who was a, the original lead singer. He left the group, and Midge came in and. They became a considerable success over in the UK and Europe. Personally, I don't understand why Ultravox were never a hit over in the US. I mean, their music fits in well with the time and it's catchy and everything. I don't know why it was never a hit in the US, but um, but at any rate, they were huge over in over in the UK and Europe. I mean, probably some of you guys listening in Europe and UK, you're like, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You may even have their songs in their head, <laughs> in your head. I know I do as I'm doing this. Um, and so on a break from Ultravox, um, Midge achieved his first UK top 10 solo hit with No Regrets. And in 1985, he dropped his solo debut album, The Gift, which reached number two in the UK album charts and yielded the UK number one single, If I Was, which was a big hit in the later part of 1985, and which you can hear here.
And where does Kate come in with all this? Um, so here's where we go. We're going to go back to, speaking of charity events, we're going back to about 1982. You might remember during the wedding list episode that I mentioned that there was a live performance of her singing this for the Princess Trust Gala. And so the backing band for that event included Midge Orr. So Midge was playing in the backing band. So after that, so after that event, like they just, they kind of knew each other. I'm sure, I mean, it was music circles. Everybody kind of knows each other. Just that's the way it always is, you know, pretty much in any any kind of work, you're like, oh, yeah, we all know these people. Da, da, da. So they knew each other from that event. And it was actually Midge who came to Kate and said, hey, I'm kind of about to work on this song. And it would be really, hey, it would be really cool if you released something or wanted to help me out with this. Um, he said, actually, he's actually talked about it, Midge or By the way, I was also hoping to maybe get a hold of Midge for this episode to talk to him about it. But I couldn't find any way to really get a hold of him. Um, it would have been really cool to get him because it would have been like, I would have fangirled just a little bit because I'm a huge fan of Ultravox. But then we're going, okay, now be serious. Talk about the Kate Woods show. Um, so actually, Midge has talked about her vocal contribution to the song and how he got her to do it. Um, quote, I wasn't expecting Kate to do anything at all or that she'd take months if she could help. Then she phoned up a week later and said, I've done something. Do you want to come by my studio to hear it? Unquote. Having turned her vocals around so quickly, Yor was ready for Bush's contribution to be two or three lines. Instead, Bush had multi-tracked the vocals with effects that Yor called, quote, all these wonderful Kate-isms, including a choral section at the end of the song. Quote, it was glorious, said Midge. My only regret is that I didn't see Kate at work to see how she'd done it. Hearing someone like Kate Bush pour their heart and soul into one of my songs was an incredible affirmation. It was, well done, you. We're giving you a gold star for your essay. I was shocked she had taken so much time and effort. Well, of course she did. You ask Kate Bush to do something. You ask her to help on a song. She's going to go all the way. I mean, that's how we, we know that's how it goes. And that's 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 part of what I love about her. You tell her to do something. She's like, oh, no, I'm going to go like a thousand percent. All that. So that's how they ended up, how she ended up getting to sing on the song. He basically came up to her, asked her. She said, sure. And he was pleasantly surprised. So as for the song itself that she is singing on, the song is called Sister and Brother. And it is the third track from Midge's second solo album, which is called Answers to Nothing. So there was his first solo album, The Gift, which had If I Was, which was a huge UK hit. And this is his follow-up. Um, this follow-up was not quite as successful commercially. It did reach the UK top 30. And it had a, a single uh, called Dear God, which helped him gain his first foothold with American audiences. Because remember, at this point, American audiences haven't probably heard of Ultravox or Midge at this point. So this then it actually, it, this song, um, Dear God, it reached number six on the Billboard Mainstream Rock chart and number four on the U.S. Billboard Alternative Music chart. Dear God, is there somebody out there? Is there someone to hear my prayer? 
also toured the U.S. with Howard Jones. So Howard Jones is probably a name that uh, most of you guys might be familiar with. If you know your 80s music, um, no one is to blame. Uh, things can only get better. Another pian- uh, He was a pianist, I believe. I'm not as familiar with Howard Jones's music beyond like the big hits, but every time I hear it, I go, oh, I kind of like this. This is like kind of happy. I like it. So... Now, Answers to Nothing was released on August 22nd, 1988, and he wrote, produced, and recorded all the songs in his 24-track home studio. And as far as the album goes, I did listen to it before I came on and recorded this episode, and I like it. It's good. I kind of have the same feelings that I did about his first album, his first solo album. I like his voice. Like, one of my favorite parts of Ultravox is his voice because he's just got this very like soaring high tenor to him, but he can also sing like low baritone if he needs to. And certainly in recent years, if you look at some of his, uh, some of his performances, there's one on Irish TV of him singing Vienna where he does sound like a little bit, like his voice is a little bit lower, but it's still like, he can still like really belt it out, especially on that, if you know the song Vienna, you know what part I'm talking about. If the feeling is gone, only you and I, it means nothing to me, that part. Um, but one of my favorite parts of Ultravox's music, it's not just all of the synthesizers and the rock stuff and everything behind him, but also his voice. So it's nice to hear his voice. It's very distinctive. I'm kind of surprised he wasn't a bigger hit as a solo artist, but he uh, he did produce some pretty good stuff. Um, the album as a whole is a little bit kind of honestly, I'm going to be uh, there are a couple of songs that stick out to me. Like this one, for example, sister and brother, like anything Kate Bush sings on is going to be like elevated a little bit. I like the title track and Dear God is okay. It's a pretty good song. It kind of reminds me of honestly, it kind of reminds me of some of the Christian rock that I've listened to because it's, it's supposed to be addressed to God and talking about why are all these terrible things happening in the world and, and all this. Um, And the rest of the album is pretty good. Um, It's not bad. It's just not I haven't really grown attached to it. Um, The standouts for me are really the title track and sister and brother and a little bit of dear God, but mostly sister and brother, because like, it's just such a such a really cool song for for Kate to sing on. And as far as the song goes, like the the lyrics are pretty self explanatory. It's a duet between Midge and Kate. So Midge is the brother character, and Kate is the sister character. And a lot of the, the lyrics of the song are all about like, keeping you know being there for each other helping one another giving taking and everything it feels very much like a a, we're all going to stand together through through the trials of life and anything that happens and we're I'm going to stand by you and just being there for someone basically and also also the the call and response uh, portion of the song especially in the chorus you know you know 
the first part of the song, it starts, it's got a cold open. So there's no intro at all. And it just starts with brother. And then Mitch starts singing and it's kind of call response. And then he, he's got the, the chorus. And then she comes in. call and response it's it's very much in line with some of the music that kate was writing in this era a little bit like um i'm thinking a little bit of love and anger for example like with the 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 background vocals that do something and then she responds to it and background vocals do something and then she responds to it And her, her vocals are very her. And when I say very her, it's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And they kind of like she comes in for the verse. And then we kind of go away for like two, two and a half minutes for an instrumental. And then he comes in and then Midge comes in for a little bit with his brother lines. Then she comes in with the sister lines. And then it ends with this choral part. My favorite part of the song is the choral part at the end, which is here. 
aka all those wonderful Kate isms. <laughs> She's got all of her vocals like stacked up there, very reminiscent of her, very reminiscent of the ending of this woman's work, um, especially with the way like builds and everything. And he's he's singing like behind her and she's got she's got her vocals. I'm not quite sure what she's saying, but it sounds really beautiful. And I think it fits the song really well. So and then it's over. Um, it's about five, five and a half minutes long. And her contribution like really makes the song extra special. And that's that's something I'm going to mention quite a bit with these three collaborations that that are coming up this season is that just having her on there, it's like it makes it like, oh, yay, there's there's Kate and she makes it extra special because she because of her vocals and everything. I mean, like I said, of the, the three co- artist collaborations in this era, so we have Go West was last week, we have Midjour this week, and the next week is Roy Harper. Spoiler alert. This is by far and away my favorite. Like like I've said, I like the call and response vocals. They're very her. The choral part at the end is very her, and it's it's so pretty. I love it. And also, I love Mitch's voice. Like, I'm a huge fan of Ultravox. And the this song is not, it's, it's very different from Ultravox. Like, Ultravox is like, like, straight ahead synth rock, I guess you could put it. Um, and this is, this song is very, it almost feels like a slightly Peter Gabriel-ish vibe to it. I think because of like the, the, there's like a, sounds like a flute or something in the background. I couldn't find track credits for this song um, but it's kind of has that sort of feel to it I can see like he was probably going for like a oh, maybe you know what sting that's what I'm trying to think of not Peter Gable more like sting where it's like you you've got like it's it's very kind of moody and and like playing with like world textures and things like that um, he wasn't doing that as much in this this era as much like I'm kind of thinking that like nothing like the sun uh, was no 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 kind of more that anyway what am I saying all right but also like I I love hearing their voices together and even though they're not they were not in the same room with each other but they they meld together anyway and I just like I, I love both of their voices and I'm glad that they got to work together on this song and so and I will say if any of you guys listening are huge fans of other 80s music which if you're listening to this you probably are um i really recommend ultravox like they're one of my most favorite discoveries of the last couple of years uh, one of my my favorite album of theirs so far is the vienna album but i also really love lament lament is another really good one like i can just put that on and like let it go it's so cool i love it i love it, love it. but anyway so that's it for Sister and Brother, this uh, beautiful song 
that Kate Bush got to sing on with Midjour from Ultravox. If you're enjoying what I'm doing, well, you can find me in different places. You can find me on Twitter at StrangeKateCast. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Kate Bush Podcast. I also have a hotline, so you can call this number and leave a two to three minute message about your favorite Kate song, and it could get played on a future episode. That number is one 3496369 That's one 3496369 I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Kate Bush podcast. And I also want to give a shout out to the subreddit for Kate Bush. I just joined them a couple of days ago. Now, when this goes out, it'll be in March, but I'm recording this in February. I, rec- I joined them a couple of days ago, and they also have a Discord server that you can join there too, which is utterly fantastic. And it's going to be great, like being a part of other Kate fans and other community. So lots of different ways that you can get a hold of me there. And I love for you guys to be part of the show. Like part of what I enjoy about doing this show is getting to chat with other Kate Bush fans. And especially when I have another album coming up. So we are one song away from finishing The Sensual World. So that means the next one will be The Red Shoes. So if you are a fan of any of the Red Shoes era songs, we're not, we're talking album tracks. We're talking about B-sides like You Want Alchemy and stuff like that. Feel free to hit me up on any of those places and we will see what, what we can do to get you on the show. My goal is to have these out by mid-March and I'm going to start recording Red Shoes era songs over the spring and summer and start releasing them in the fall. So that's my goal. And please feel free to hit me up. I would love for you guys to participate in the show. And with that said, thank you so much for listening this week. I've had a lot of fun like going through like fangirling, ultra rocks and all that. Yay. And keep pushing. Yay. Two of one, two very, very awesome things. So thank you so much for listening. And I will see everybody next week. Next week. It's going to be very sad. We're going to be ending the central world era. We're going to be ending the central world era with a with a song that Kate Bush sang with Roy Harper, the album track the album track and the title track for his 1990 album Once. So that'll be coming next week and I will see everybody then. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 